Welcome to our Panini. This is Saratova Best. Sukkus. What is it? <clears throat> We're doing a very, very short, short shear. L'Rafu Shlima, Chana Shir Malka Bas Esther Chaya. Today, the Mitlarebbe is in the sukkah, and she is a very special young woman who um, has spent a good portion of her life learning Shari Yochud of the Mitlarebbe and teaching it. And so surely he will help her to be fully well and continue to spread Shari Yochud um, to the entire world in the light of Hashem. So we are on page uh, in Shari Aleph. We're only learning one paragraph. And what we were, where, where this chapter seems to be um, ending off is um, speaking about, of course, our ain size lifnea simsum. And just to explain it in what, what is our ain size lifnea simsum? It's kind of the place where all of us came from. And what does it have to do with sukkahs? But the, let's say it in a very, very simple way <clears throat> before Hashem decided to create the world or somewhere in that time frame, all you had was our ain't lifnea simsum. Simsum means if you are everything and everywhere. And then, well, that's not going to be too convenient to make a world, is it? Because who's going to, how can a world exist when godly light is everywhere? And, you know, who's going to notice? You know, to put it in a comical way, even, Hashem, even if you made a world while you were fully manifest in the world, your full divine light in the whole world, not only would there not be room for a world, even if you could manage to do one, like who's going to notice? You know, it's, you know, so kind of, blah and pale compared to your infinite light. So obviously Hashem said, I'll just squeeze and create this contraction. is only going to be in the future for us. Now, why do we want the revelation of that light? Um, it's the only juicy thing around, <laughs> to put it in very simple terms. Um, I would say that most people these days would say it's not a lot of fun these days in the world. It's a quite dark place as, <laughs> as, as the evil is coming to an end and exploding. It's quite a complex, not super fun place. <laughs> to, to say it simply. So we are looking forward to truth, light, joy. Maybe even, I'm, this is a total hypothesis, all of that yummy stuff that Hashem experiences when he hears us blow shifer. Some of that we want. We want to experience that delicious, beautiful, pure, clear. Ah. <sighs> You know, no doubts, no anything. We, we want, if we could have a billionth of that, a, a glimmer of a glimmer of that light, of that pleasure that Hashem experiences when we blow Shifer. So, that will be in the future. Okay. As we said, Kuf Aleph, the, um, 
it's just before Ais Chaf Aleph. So now we're going to understand what is Yom Kippur, what is Sukkot, and what is Shemini Yitzeres, all in five minutes. Yom Kippur Nikra Shabbat Yom Kippur is called the Shabbos of Shabbos, as we all know. So if Shabbos is a taste of the future, and Yom Kippur is the Shabbos of Shabbos, that means it's higher than the regular Shabbos um, when you'll have a taste of the future. So Yom Kippur is obviously, we don't have to say, an incredible day. How come? Why is Yom Kippur an amazing day? Because you, uh, you don't have to prepare food. <laughs> Why is it an amazing day? Because it's from the level of Atmas Hanelam. Imagine the very essence of truth and life and joy and Hashem and, and goodness and clarity and all of that. But it's all hidden. Imagine that. Hashem's very essence. That's an amazing place. So Yom Kippur is from that amazing place. It's just all hidden. And that's probably why not everybody feels joyous and, and incredible and yummy and delicious on Yom Kippur. Because the incredibleness is from the Hanelam, Atmis Hanelam, from this hidden place. From where? Mibachinas Kav. What's this Kav? When Hashem said, I'm going to create a world, I need, I'm going to contract my life, because otherwise there's not going to be a place for a world. Boom, you had an empty space. The only problem was it was so empty that who was ever going to discover Hashem in that? So he re-injected, so to speak, a beam of light, so to speak, a very masculine type of beam of light in, in, into sort of the kav, the, the, the straight arrow type of um, direct uh, entry into, into the world, the kav. He introduced that, and yet it's it's, it's it's full of godly light. So from this level of the essence, the hidden essence, from the Kav, that incredible place, somehow, somehow, somewhere, Yom Kippur is connected to that. Now, how do you get it? Oh, yay, Yom Kippur so great. I feel like I want to go to sleep. It's so great. How do I get that light from the Kav and from the essence of Hashem that's concealed? When you do tshuva from the depths of your heart, you get to go to that place. Because the tshuva from the depth of your heart reaches as it says, and return in a full tshuva before you. Obviously, to your very communion, your very inner inner core, and Hashem's inner core. Now, again, this is supposed to be sukkah. You'll see in a second. So, all kinds of pleasures, in fact, five, are forbidden on Yom Kippur. That's odd. Wait, Rosh Hashanah, Hashem has all this pleasure by hearing the shayfer, and then he's going to hear the shayfer at the end of Yom Kippur. So, how come he can have pleasure and we can't have pleasure? But those five pleasures are denied to us on Yom Kippur. Because there's something, maybe, even better, maybe. What is shining from Atmos Arein Saif? The real thing. Ah, there we go. 
Atmos or insight is the source of all the tainugim, all the pleasures. So why should you, you know, why should you have the, as they used to call it, the reasonable, reasonable facsimile? Why should you have the, the KTEL, <laughs> what, what, what they used to call it? The KTEL, uh, you know, knockoff version. Why should you have those aines, those pleasures? You can have the real thing. And you do. You're in a day on Yom Kippur when the real, real thing, the source of all pleasure, the source of all tainus is there in the day. And you're sitting in shul or you're resting on your couch or you're doing whatever and fasting. And you're actually somehow on some level accessing that place, the source of all pleasure. True pleasure. There is such a high pleasure on Yom Kippur the source of all pleasures, that down here in this world there is no vessel that will fit it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody decides, um, you know, every year they buy you chocolates, but one year they, and you live in, um, or let's say every, they, they know you like, um, I'm saying, yeah, they buy you chocolates. Okay, good. And so they put it on your, your kitchen table. But one year they say, for your birthday this year, I'm going to buy you a chocolate factory. You're, you're going to own the whole factory. So it's not going to fit on the kitchen table. <laughs> you know, it's like every time, oh, wow, that's so sweet. I looked at the kitchen table and there was my my birthday present, my chocolate. That was so sweet. Thank you. But then how come this year you didn't buy me a present? Oh, I did. I bought you the whole chocolate factory. Well, why didn't you put it on the table? Like last year, why didn't I see it? How are you going to see a chocolate factory? It doesn't fit on your table. So how are you going to see the source of all Tainug on Yom Kippur? Where are you going to find it? How are you going to find it? There's no vessel for it down here. The only way you can make a vessel for it is by not indulging in those pleasures, it actually creates a um, a visibility into the ultimate pleasure and somehow, you know, makes it, makes us, perhaps makes a space for it. Now again, we're done with Yom Kippur, so why are we saying this? Even when you're talking about giving birth to neshamas, and therefore marital interaction that gives birth to neshamas, it's a much more pneumistic inward The einig of eating, drinking, etc. is a more external einig, but the einig of giving birth to offspring um, is, a, is from a deeper place. Even that one, Nicole Mukam, even that one is not a vessel for the ultimate Ainig. So that one too is forbidden. Because it's also called Yuchuda Klein, I'm not sure Yuchuda Kalin, Yuchuda Klein. But it's also not able to contain this incredible ultimate pleasure, source of pleasure. Uh, so the only way we can do it is not have any of those pleasures, and that makes the vessel on Yom Kippur. So what comes down? So you're not e- you're not eating, you're not drinking, you're not wearing leather, etc. So what is drawn down? Remember, somehow we're going to end off about it must be in the sukkah. All that incredible source of all 
true pleasure, true tainus. So this level of the union, the intimacy of all light. Can you imagine the intimacy and the union of all spiritual light? That's an unbelievable place. There are lights that cannot come down to a, into a vessel. Like we said, you can't put the chocolate factory on the kitchen table and you can't wrap it with a bow and wrapping paper. It's too big to fit into a vessel. This union and intimacy of these all these lights, these spiritual lights, cannot fit into a vessel. But guess what? Can't fit into a vessel, but it does shine on Yom Kippur, and you get it. You have access to it. The chocolate factory, so to speak. The union of incredible light that can't fit into a vessel. On Yom Kippur, there it is shining, and you're in it. So what is it? So this union of light. It is the essence of the Kav. Remember we said Hashem injects his presence when he decided to make a world and it was he created an empty space and then injected his presence, one little beam of his presence into it. That beam, the Kav, that's connected to that union of all of those lights on Yom Kippur. It's the source of all the light. All these lights that are too big to fit into a vessel, you know, all these chocolate factories that are too big to fit on your kitchen table, all these lights that are too big to fit in the vessel, that you that is there on Yom Kippur and you're stepping into it, that is the essence of the Kav. Pretty amazing stuff. Now, so what do you do? Wow, I didn't feel it so much on Yom Kippur. I was kind of feeling weak. Uh, but, but guess what? Here we go. The Acharkach. All this incredible union of light. Too big for too big for your kitchen table. The Acharkach miskala b'chinas amakipim. But then it comes down into your sukkah. Into the schach. The Acharkach miskala b'chinas amakipim. And then, all that incredible union of light is revealed in the external, surrounding, and internalized. Um, so, what expands out, spreads out, and expands out, from this kav, lamata, it that light spreads out and it express and it comes down into the makifim, lamata ba'elmas besukas of the So all of that light comes down on sukkas and shminiyateres into the makifim. That's the sukkah, obviously, and that's the schach. All that incredible light. There it is up there in the schach. And then you sit in the sukkah. And you say, Leishe Basukkah. And you internalize that incredible light of the kav before the timsum of the source of all pleasures. 
It's in your schach. And you say leishev basukah. And you set, you pull it down into you and you settle it into you. You sit it into you. And you do the lulav and esrog, the arba minim. And you pull it into your heart. You take it from your soul and your mind and you pull it into your heart so that you can feel it and transform the world with it. And then when Shemini Yetzirah comes along, not only do you pull it in, but you absorb it, you know, just pull it in, absorb it into every fiber of reality. Klita Shemini So that the world and the person, you, walk out a completely different person from the whole experience. And the world walks out to a completely different, becomes a completely different world. And as we said at the beginning, first of all, this should be for a total, this is, this is from, right, from the Midler Rebbe, this is for a total refuah of Chana Shira Malka Bas Efterchaya, totally devoted to Shari Yuchud. And what we're saying is, since we're in such a dark moment in history, where it's all, it's clear that all the lights are descending, they look they're so concentrated that they look dark. But we want to not be fooled by the darkness. And we want to go into the... As Shiramalka, Shiramalka always says, you know, go into the center of the light and go into the words and experience it and taste it. I can hear her saying it. So, Amain, she should um, stand up in full health and teach the next section. Aishchaf Aleph. Shiramalka, we're waiting for you to teach it on the audio. Aishchaf Aleph. And we should find ourselves um, this Shabbos, this Sukkot, the Samach, the Bechagecha, find ourselves in the Gula, Mitzvah Shlema, the Beis Amigash immediately now.